0: uh the camera case to carry all that was was 20 pounds base plus film
1: <laughs> so wow.
0: yeah so then i'm and i'm doing these like long backpack trips
1: good afternoon everybody this is dennis from Seek Outside. Uh, we're another episode of the podcast today we're talking with jack brower of mountainphotography.com uh, kevin tim is also here um and yeah, we'll get started. So, Jack, you you've been a photographer for two decades. You currently live in Ridgeway, Colorado, um, and it sounds like you you started photography digital, then went film, and then back to digital. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, sure. I uh, I first got into photography when I was in uh, college at uh, in Boulder, Colorado, and. I was doing a lot of backpacking at the time and, and then, uh, that was right about the time when digital, um, was more or less hit the market. So I, I had this camera that was a a two megapixel camera. (laughs) And, um, so I took, I took that with me backpacking and, and, um, it was just kind of a natural, um, fit. I, I just enjoyed, uh, taking photos of, you know, when I was out there and, um, and then it just kind of, uh, you know, I got more and more serious about it and um, and uh, started to sell a few prints. And and um, and around that time, uh, then I had like a six megapixel camera. And then I was getting frustrated um, wanting to make bigger prints. But, you know, with six megapixel, you can't really print that big. So yeah. um, at that point, I jumped into a large format for, uh, film, so four by five inch film with the, um, uh, field camera, which is kind of like the, uh, the, uh, you know, it has, it has like the accordion bellows with the, Mm -hmm. the dark cloth and all that. And, uh, so that was, uh, I got that whole setup and I did that for, um, maybe about four years where I had this huge, um, uh, Uh, the camera case to carry all that was, was 20 pounds base plus film. (laughs) So, yeah. So then I'm, and I'm doing these like long backpack trips. uh, Well, like week long trips, carrying that thing all around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And after four years, I, I, uh, I realized I was kind of um, destroying my body carrying all that weight. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I, um, and then by then um, digital got, better it was up to about 20 plus megapixel cameras so then i jumped back into digital and and i've uh, yeah i've been doing digital ever since and now of course the cameras have gotten so good and so small and um and it's really kind of a golden age for for the camera gear for at least for a backpacking photographer like me because um cuz uh, i can carry a camera now a whole setup that's like less than five pounds and has as good or better quality than the than the whole large format film uh four by five had so yeah so that's uh it's it's been great yeah
1: so uh i guess the two questions then do you still shoot that large format sometimes like do you still have that um... i
0: i have it uh but it's in storage i don't shoot it no so that the four by five film is really expensive it's like basically five bucks a sheet um per shot <laughs> so wow. uh and then you know like i said i'm doing most of my photography while hiking or backpacking so sure. i just i just don't want to be carrying that kind of weight anymore <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and then um uh, next question would be what's your five pound setup look like i don't know, know people are going to be wondering right like camera tripod like is that what you're bringing that you can get in that five pound range
0: yeah yeah it's uh Well, I have a, I use Sony cameras, so, um, I have a Sony a seven R three right now. It's like a 42 megapixel camera. Um, and then I just bring a couple lenses, um, like a standard zoom range. And then I have a wide angle, um, uh, lens as well. And, you know, that's one thing is I'd love to carry like lots of lenses, but that's really the, I just have to limit myself to just a few, um, uh, main ones to, to, um, keep the weight down. Yeah. Yeah. And then a tripod as well. Yeah. Carbon fiber tripod. Um, and I tend to go, I tend to undersize my tripod again to keep the weight down. Um, a lot of photographers carry these like enormous tripods, but, um, I don't think that's really necessary, especially with these lightweight cameras, you don't need that big of a tripod. Sure. Yeah so so that's about it really and then of course all the other camping gear and whatnot
1: yeah yeah how uh how are you packing 20 pounds like that large format and then all your camping gear like were you, were you rocking 60 plus pound you know like all the yeah. time
0: <laughs> probably i you know i wasn't weighing my pack back then but when i think about it um i also had heavier gear back then because totally cause, yeah you know things have gotten so much lighter recently but um but yeah, I was probably in the 60 range. I would, I would guess. Um, yeah. So Uh now I'm probably more around like in the thirties I would, I would say. Yeah. cutting On on average.
1: Cutting things in half. Um, the, it sounds like you spend most of your time backpacking and, and taking photos that way. So is it mainly landscape shots that you're doing?
0: Yeah, definitely. That I'm like, uh, you know, as you said, my, my website is mountainphotography.com. So I'm definitely focused on got it. on yeah. mountains and, uh, you know, I go to the desert too, but, um, it's mainly mountains. Yeah. Okay. I'm obsessed with, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's, I guess, you know, most people
1: wondering, um, maybe how to, how to get started or, or what they're looking for, you know, do you have any tips for people that, uh, really want to get into, you know, maybe landscape, you know, landscape photos and, um, you know, what to look for, I guess, when you're out there.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a tough question. Um, I, you know, like the first thing is you just go out and do it. Um, and, uh, I, I would say, you know, a lot of photographers um, get into it by going to these iconic locations where, you know, the, the same photos you always see, like the maroon bells or, or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but I would say, you know, it's, in my opinion, it's better to just go out there, you know, hike and just find your own, like whatever catches your eye and, um, and don't be so obsessed about copying, you know, these classic photos that are, uh, that you see all the time. And, um, I think it's, it's more fulfilling to just just kind of do your own thing find your own places and and just enjoy enjoy the process of of being out there hiking and and then uh you know photography can be a way to um to to bring creativity uh, you know into into nature um instead of just you know just hiking and enjoying hiking you can be you can also keep your eyes open and 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 uh try to have a creative mindset while you're while you're out there
2: sure now yeah, how you... Do you, how, um sorry how, how do you scout places do you do you scout any like on a map or do you just say like i think i'm going to <laughs> go backpack in the southern alps of new zealand and find what i think looks cool or do you have kind of a plan of just based yeah, on what you looked at
0: i do i definitely do a lot of research and scouting so um that can you know a lot of time spent looking at Cal topo, you know, the topo maps, um, uh, first of all, planning out routes that look, that look fun to do, um, for, you know, several day tracks or up to a week. Um, and then, and then when I have a, you know, after I have a track in mind, I'll, I also use Google earth a lot to, to, uh, fly around and kind of just figure out what could be some potentially cool, um, uh vantage points you know from whether it's up on some ridge or or uh you know some valley or whatever but you know for example with mountains um you know let's take 14ers like instead of like if i want to shoot a 14er it's not a matter of climbing it uh or hiking it it's it's a matter of hiking a peak nearby to get what I think is the best view of that peak. So that's Mm -hmm. where Google earth really comes in handy is you can just get a great overview of like possible vantage points. So, so I'll do that for like a whole trek I have in mind. I'll fly around and, 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 and I'll go into that trek with, uh, with uh, ideas of, you know, possible opportunities for say, you know, sunrises or sunsets. And, and then, um, when I'm out there, uh, I'll try to I'll try to go for those. Um, and of course I keep my eyes open for stuff I that I haven't planned and that I haven't expected. Um, so it's a combination of planning as well as just spontaneous, uh, you know, scenes that I see.
1: So like in Google Earth, you're, you're able to see maybe skyline, like get in, in a level where you can say, oh, if I stood here, i I can see this skyline kind of thing. Is that yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. You can use that little, like, it has that little person that you can drop um, sure. and then it just zooms right there. So, um, and you know, it doesn't show like, uh, exactly what yeah, you yeah. see, but it gives you a good sense of the shapes of the, of the, you know, the, the view. Mm -hmm. yeah that's
1: super interesting do you uh do you spend any time chasing moon rises and moon sets
0: oh yeah yeah definitely um and lately i've been trying to um get more into telephoto uh for you know shooting with telephotos which is a it's really challenging to um to with a wide angle it's easy to get you know foreground and mid-range and background in a photo um, which makes it interesting but with a telephoto it's really difficult to um to to find views that uh, or at least landscape scale views that are that still have kind of a foreground mid-ground and a background Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, in most cases it's just the back it's just like you're just shooting something far away but Mm -hmm. uh, to get an interesting photo it's you know it's it's hard to line that up. So, um, so especially if you're, you know, thinking about where, um, a moon is going to rise or set, uh, you know, there's these apps, um, for example, one's called, um, the photographer's ephemeris, uh, or there's one called photo pills and those will show you where the moon rises. Um, even that one photo pills, you can, uh, when you're out in the in the mountains you can uh, just aim your camera it's sh- you know your phone camera and then it just shows on the camera like with the video where the, moon's where the moon rise.
1: where the moon's gonna come up
0: yeah yeah and so that's Crazy. really useful um you know especially if you're up on some ridge and you're wondering where exactly the moon's gonna come up um that can be a huge help so uh so I use that as well. Got it. So you can like
1: line up the, the, 14er and the moon before the moon even comes up into the sky.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And say I'm on some Ridge, I can, I can kind of hike, you know, walk like, uh, you know, quarter mile that way to, you you know, seeing where the moon is going to come up. So totally. yeah, it's really cool.
1: Huh. Um, and so longer lenses, you're obviously carrying, carrying more weight at that point and stuff, um, do you yeah. have, uh, yeah.
0: You can... Oh, I was just going to say, um, that too, uh, you know, Sony's come out with this, um, really good lightweight telephoto lens, um, just this last year. And so for me, that's kind of why I'm getting into it because before I would never want to carry a big, heavy telephoto with me. Yeah. yeah and yeah. now, and now it's kind of a possibility. So that's, so now I'm, that's an area where I'm trying to, um, trying to, work on um yeah
1: got it yeah yeah and um i guess you were talking about like lining up that kind of um foreground mid ground and background and that's that's easier to do right with a wide angle lens Mm -hmm. um can you kind of like uh explain that i guess for people like what what you mean by i don't know it's it's hard not having a visual of a landscape photo but just talking like maybe there's flowers in the foreground maybe there's something you know in the midground and then something in the background
0: yeah that's right um so with a with a with a landscape scene you know you might for example uh to to try to explain this in the most basic way um what i would consider the difference between a good photograph versus a snapshot is say you're out in the mountains and you see like some awesome scene like maybe a sunset or you know uh i don't know whatever light on a mountain and um and a snapshot would be you're just standing there and you're like oh that looks cool and you just point your camera and and take a picture um but if you to get a more compelling photo it's really nice to to find a good foreground that that um that can a good foreground can put can establish a sense of place, uh, uh, like a, a kind of a ground for the viewer to 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 be in the picture. Mm-hmm. So whether that's flowers or maybe a little stream or, or um, whatever, could be rocks, um, anything that. It, one way to think of it is giving the viewer a ground to stand on in the image. Um, so, and not only that, but also uh, something for the eyes to start to move into the scene, um, in the picture. So, whereas if you just take a snapshot, just looking at the mountain off in the distance, uh, the viewer might not have a sense of a uh, spatial, um, reality of the scene, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, totally. And then, so like in the mid, in the, uh, the midground there then, is that where the mountain would go or?
0: Well, the mid, a mid ground is like, think of it this way. Like say, for example, a foreground could be flowers, um, say in the summer, mm-hmm. uh, the background could be the mountain and the midground might be whatever's in between, like whether that's maybe some trees or, or just the, the tundra sloping up towards the mountain or something like that. Um, if you think of an image without midground, that would be if you were shooting um, flowers, and then there's just a, a mountain in the distance, but nothing in between.
2: Got so,
0: which could be fine too. But um, to get a full landscape scene, it's nice to have the foreground, midground, and background. So, the when the viewer's eyes can move into the scene from front to back, and also. It it gives you a way to you know your eyes can explore the whole scene and it makes it kind of makes for an interesting photo.
1: Yeah, Um,
2: cool. And then
0: yeah, you got it, Kevin.
2: Okay. Um, Now you've backpacked all over the world or a a lot of places. Uh You have your do you have some of your favorite spots? I mean. If you could go yeah. tomorrow, would you go European Alps or New Zealand Alps or you know, <laughs> w- what kind of spots?
0: Well, um, I will say my favorite of all is right here in the San Juans in Colorado. <laughs> so, which is, uh, I suppose that's why I live here. <laughs> and um, I think I, in my opinion, Colorado is is um, kind of a backpacking paradise, you know, with all the, you know, this, we don't have the, the most rugged or gnarly mountains in the world but they're um it really is a paradise here like with the tundra and you get the meadows and the flowers and the lakes and it's just yeah you know you know how it is you wander in the mountains here and you feel like you could just live here just live up there forever (laughs) um whereas you know in comparison somewhere like the himalaya those are amazing mountains but they're you know You don't necessarily want to live in those mountains, (laughs) Mm uh, but, uh, anyway, to answer your question, um, besides here, I also, um, I really like the Alps. Uh, it's totally different there. It's not about backpacking. It's, it's more about this, um, hut to hut trekking, um, which is a really nice novelty for, for us. Um, you know, you can carry a light pack. Uh, such as your, the new flight packs, which are awesome, by the way. Um, and you can just, all you need is some clothes and, um, uh, you know, camera gear and then you, off you go and, and you don't need any of the camping stuff. And, and then you get to the huts and, and they have meals and beer and <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite nice. Yeah.
1: All, all the things you could want.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: Um, cool, and so we we were talking too before we got started that so most of the time you're taking photos, but then the other half of the time you're creating websites for other photographers, is that right?
0: That's right, yeah, that's half my business um so so yeah i've I uh have developed this whole uh um gallery management software and uh and then, yeah, and so then I um, I build these sites, uh, for other photographers as well to sell prints.
1: Got it. And all, um, I guess it, you don't have a gallery yourself, like a physical gallery. You just have a digital presence. Yeah, Is that's that right?
0: right. I have some prints in a gallery in Uray, but uh, no, I don't have my own gallery. Um, almost probably 95% of my sales are print sales are through my website. Yep. Wow. hmm Um, and how, I guess, how are people finding you? Is it, is
1: it word of mouth? Are you, do you have a big social media presence too? Uh, Mm -hmm.
0: well, it's mostly through Google. So my sites do pretty well in Google. Um, uh, my site, I've had it up since, (laughs) you know, for almost 20 years now. So, um, and there's a lot of photos, a lot of content. So, um, so so, yeah, I, the majority of my traffic comes from uh, just straight from Google searches. Um, I do, um, you know, have social media accounts, but I'm not like super into it. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that that is a big driver of business, but um, it's kind of necessary these days anyways, just to so that people know you're alive, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Right. Like, Yeah. You, you got to show them that, that you are still moving. still kicking.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're not on social media, it's like, you just don't exist, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. For sure. Yeah. Like back when I was starting, um, social media wasn't a thing. So websites were more, um, prominent and it's our blogs too. People, uh, you know, followed blogs a lot more than they do now. Um, so I was I guess I was fortunate also to start back in that era I would suppose where um, where uh, you know I, I could get a kind of known without having to do all the social media hoops
1: sure yeah yeah mm-hmm. um as as far as backpacking goes right I know uh, you have run our packs and, and had some insight into some of the early development of some of our packs. Mm-hmm. Um, what, like, I guess like what's a priority for you in a, in a backpack as far as a photographer goes, you know, is it ease of access? Um, is it waterproof, right? Being able to keep your gear dry.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I would say the number one thing is, is being able to carry a heavy load comfortably um, Cause we are, you know, photographers do have this heavy gear, like the lenses and um, cameras, even if it's only a small five pound setup, that's still five pounds that, you know, that's more than a tent and a mm-hmm. sleeping bag. So, um, so yeah, carrying a heavy load and which, you know, I th- seek outside is awesome for that. I know you guys are, have roots in, um, in hunting, you know, and carrying out all that heavy meat. Um, I'm not into that, but I am carrying these heavy loads. So that's why I love these packs. Um, The other thing is, is yeah, the access. So being able to um, get that gear out, you know, you put your pack down and maybe, uh, maybe I want to switch a lens or something, and I don't want to be digging down through a top loading pack to try to find my gear. So that's why I really like the exposure because you can just zip open that panel and, um, and access the gear right away. So I, I carry a, a camera, uh, like a, um, uh, a camera pouch, like a little padded pouch with my mm-hmm. lenses in there. And then, um, and then I can just pull that out real quick. Do you, uh, do you have any sort of like chest carry for your camera? I do. Yeah. That's how I carry my camera is on a chest pouch which I rig up with, um, with clips to the shoulder, um, uh, buckles. Good, so, good. um, and, and I like that cause then the camera is, is right there. I can just pull it out quick if, you know, if I want to take a shot and then, um, it also having that weight on my chest, um, is actually quite nice. It balances the, the, the load quite nicely.
1: Hmm do you carry um do you carry lenses up front too it's like in a hip belt pocket or something or are you just kind of rocking one lens and if you need to change take take your pack off
0: yeah exactly i i just have one lens on the camera and then i if i need to change i'll i'll uh take the pack off um, Got and same with the tripod as well like that's you know if i'm going to set up the tripod i have to take the the pack off sure yeah yeah and i
1: guess you're you're shooting landscapes things don't typically run away on you right
0: (laughs) yeah that's right yeah Yeah. usually i have time to to set up i mean some you know for sure sometimes there's something's happening and i gotta hurry yeah that that's important yeah
1: yeah um cool man what uh what's your favorite backpacking routes in Colorado, have you done, like, the Colorado Trail or CDT or anything? Uh, I've done sections
0: of the CDT, um, but typically I just kind of make up my own routes. And I also like to um, get off trail and, and just kind of explore um, uh, my own routes and mm-hmm. come up with my own routes. Um, so I really enjoy exploring around in the Weminuche Wilderness, um there's a lot of rugged mountains back there that are really fun to um yep to certainly. just to explore i won't you know i won't go into too much detail about that because yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know it is a place where you can explore and i think these days um so much so many places are are all trip reported and guidebooked out that that you you know when you're doing a trip based on a guidebook like that's fine but it you're you're following directions basically where um it's fun I think it's fun to come up with your own routes and explore and there's something really ful- fulfilling about that and and um and uh so it's great that we have places like that still I would say.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. especially in oh. colorado
0: which which is quite popular quite popular yeah. well yeah
2: especially if something gets on the cover of backpacker it's usually almost kind of ruined after that you know you're like well there goes that <laughs> there goes that area yeah you know yeah that's right <laughs> and yeah. so yeah there i there's there's some areas that you and i probably both frequent or really like um that I don't really say much about to anyone and I don't yeah. do a whole lot of photo sharing out of yeah. there anymore because I'm like mm, um, this place doesn't have that many people versus mm. you know a place like Blue Lakes here in the San Juans is yeah, or crazy now <laughs> I mean, yeah yeah they're like social yeah. events now so yeah
0: well and that's that's one of the that's kind of a dilemma of our time as a photographer is that uh, you know it used to be that photographers were these, uh, environmental stewards and proponents and, and, you know, uh, photographers could use their photos to, to publicize a place and, and say like, Hey, we need to protect this. It's beautiful. And you should go check it out. And nowadays with Instagram and just the hordes of people, it, it, you know, it's almost the opposite. It's like our photos can potentially damage the places that we that we're trying to celebrate. So as photographers, um we really have to be careful about um not uh overhyping a place or or you know I, I'm really careful when I post photos to to try to make a judgment call about whether I should name the place
1: mm.
2: or
0: or just kind of keep it super vague. Um
1: Got it. So, like, like, instead of saying this is this mountain, you might be like, this is a mountain.
0: Yeah. Or I'll just say, like, this is in the Weminooche Wilderness or Mm -hmm. San Juan Mountains. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Or, you know, if it's a place that's well known, like Blue Lakes, um, sure. I mean, there's no point to just try to hide the fact that it's there. But um, so it's a judgment call and it's tough, you know, because I don't want to be, I don't want my photos to be, um, like I hope my photos inspire people and and um, you know show people the appreciation of these places but I also don't want um, them to to be attracting hordes of of people to try and, trying to like go to that place or that particular place like I hope my photos inspire people to go outside and backpack and hike but maybe not necessarily to that spot (laughs) if that's right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so so
2: so how is um we chatted a little bit before we started this um how's the whole covid thing changing your spring plans because usually you're pretty active hitting the canyons this time of year
0: yeah well i mean first of all i'll say that i'm fortunate to work from home and um uh it's just my wife and i we don't have kids so um I'm lucky that things haven't changed dramatically for us, um, in our lives. Uh, that said, you know, this time of year, any year, like I'm getting cabin fever and I'm having like ideas for adventures and I want to get out and backpack after a winter. So it's always a struggle on any year. Um, and usually we'd be out right about now, we'd be out in the desert somewhere. Um, you know, having fun road tripping, but obviously that's not happening right now. So, uh, so, you know, it's, 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 it's hard, you know, for people like us who, who just want to, um, have these adventures and, (laughs) and, and explorations, you know, it's, it's kind of, I feel grounded, you know, like, uh, got to stick close to home, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's a small price to pay compared to uh, you know, a lot of people who are unemployed or sick. So, um, yeah, crazy totally times, agree. crazy times for sure.
2: Yeah, it's different, right? I mean, I have no, I have no idea what our summer or anything is even going to look like. I mean, we're all just kind of in this, this mode of well, let's kind of stay put and be clean and do all that. But I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost, I just almost don't even want to think about if this is all the same through the summer, but on the other hand, um, it's hard to imagine that it's just going to get better all of a sudden either. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think we're, we might be stuck in this mode for quite a while, unfortunately. Um, you know, Kevin, uh, you know, we're lucky to live somewhere where we can still access nature pretty easily. Um, in our own county. So that's good for us. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard for for people who love the outdoors and not being able to, um, to, to access the outdoors is, is tough. It's really tough. Yeah.
2: Yeah. If I was a, if I was in a big city and relying on trips to get out, I would be officially going crazy at this moment.
0: Oh, I would too. Yeah, I mean I I I feel really bad for people in that scenario. I you know, again, we're really lucky to live out here. So um yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully this you know, we all get our shit together and this this uh we can take care of this without uh within the year, I hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to get uh really good at exploring our backyards.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's right.
1: Yeah. Um. Cool. Uh. Well, I I appreciate your time, Jack. Uh. I don't know, Kevin, if you have any more questions or.
2: I don't. Uh, I mean, if Jack has anything else he wants to chat about, um, we can do that. But we we do have an eleven o'clock meeting that we have to be at, so that our time we have to kind of wrap things up. Yeah, that sounds
0: bit. good. Um, thanks for talking with me, Dennis and Kevin. And um and yeah, uh stay safe and uh hope hope you can get outside in one way or the other during this yeah quarantine. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, okay. appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Sure, appreciate the time, Jack. Um, my and, pleasure. And again, they can find you all at uh, mountainphotography.com and check out some photos of some maybe described, maybe not described places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you're listening to this and you're stuck at home, yeah, go to my site and, um, you can hopefully get lost in there for a few hours, just looking at trip reports and stuff and start daydreaming.
1: <laughs> awesome. Good.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to do that right now.
2: <laughs> All right. Um, cool. Thanks, Jack. All right. Thanks a lot.